Hello and welcome to the Headache Doctor podcast. I'm Dr. Taves, joined by Dr. Storsbach. And as always, it's our mission to educate and empower everyone with headaches and migraines so that you can break free from a life of fear and dependence and thrive in everything you do. And on today's podcast, we are going to talk about the ergonomics. So uh, the the actual um, like Webster's definition of ergonomics is the efficiency, someone's efficiency uh, within the work environment. So we want you to have efficiency in your work environment, not just in your work itself, but in um, your sitting posture, uh, in your movements, and this specifically the the static positions that we take on throughout the day. Uh, we do tend to be sitting more often, and with that, we uh, there the body wants to move, so inherently there are some issues that pop up, and so headaches, uh, migraines, tension type headaches, um, cervicogenic headaches, all these different types of headaches. Um, and these neck problems can come about from sitting. And so we want to talk through that, help you guys understand what the best sitting position is, and then maybe some things that you can use to counteract that sitting position and, and sort of the detrimental things that come from that. And, uh, and then we're going to talk about some of the, the professions that we think um, that actually we see in the clinic, these, these patients that we see trends, different professions tend to cater to, um, people getting headaches or at least the ones that, that want to get treated for it. Um, and then, yeah, we'll talk through like a desk setup and what that looks like, and then run through a few, uh, studies that we have for you. So without further ado, um, let's talk about sort of what, what the world has come to as far as sitting and, and, just big picture what this problem looks like. Yeah. So we, um, kind of did a statistical, you know, search and it looks like on average civilian workers spend, um, a little over 43% of the workday sitting and around a little over 56% standing. Um, and then in 2021, they showed, you know, again, workers spend an average of 3.42 hours sitting and 4.2 hours of standing. Now this can range greatly depending on your, your work, obviously. So some people can sit as little as 25 minutes a day and some people can spit eight hours straight a day. So this can range quite a bit. Yeah. So as far as, um, what we found from the Bureau of Labor and Statistics was that the, so web developers, sorry guys out there, um, the response was that like a hundred percent of them said that they don't have a choice. They have to sit. Mm -hmm. And so if you're on the computer, like a software engineer, web developer, um, you, I mean, I, I would imagine it's, well, we sit at a computer type of thing and there are ways around that, but, uh, like working at a computer, they can't get around that. Um, and I would say overwhelmingly people that work at a computer are going to sit Um, they also looked at, so, and the opposite of that was like a correctional officer jailers, like they're always standing. Um, and there are, there are some issues that come with like always standing as well. Um, but, uh, they, they tend not standing tends to be better for the head and the neck. Um, and so sitting overwhelmingly seems to be an issue. Yeah. And then you've got, uh, on average 3.4 hours per day that people are sitting, uh, which, which is uh, significant. I mean, ideally, we'd, we'd have this really nice balance between sitting and standing. So people sit for a bit and they're getting up and moving around. Um, and someone that's physically active, there's, again, there's 
detrimental things that come from that, mainly because the repetition that we find in the rep, yeah, the repetition found in these activities, like think of like an assembly line worker, you know, they're always doing this one motion. So they're, you know, their shoulders have issues, things like that. Um, but yeah, the average, the workforce nowadays, we're finding ourselves sitting much more frequently, mm-hmm. um, than we used to. And so, uh, just a few statistics there. Um, okay. So what would we say, um, are some of the different careers that pop up in the clinic? Yeah, we see um, a fair amount of engineers, teachers are one, dentists um, are another, students for sure, ranging anywhere between ages of seven to eight up to 18 or or college students, Um, photographers, even admin assistants, because again, a lot of computer work. Um, So those are the main, at least careers I've seen kind of repetitively in my my clientele. Now, obviously we get everybody from all walks of life. Um, like I have a gold miner right now, so it can, it can vary, but, um, those are the ones I see a lot. Yeah. Yeah. The web developers, accountants, auditors, these all, um, yeah. If you, if you're sitting at a computer, if you have a desk job, which a lot of us do, this is, this is for you. We're talking to you. The other category that's kind of overlooked is that student category. And this is something we're seeing more so now after COVID. I think the online schooling was challenging um, in a lot of ways, but specifically with a home work environment for high school, middle school, even elementary age kids. And uh, we find that they like to work in their bed. And that's a really rough situation because doing homework maybe for a couple hours uh, in your bed, you're either, you know, your, your neck is bound to be in some weird position that it's not going to be happy with uh, for that period of time. Uh, or your slouch forward um, or your, yeah, your, your head's cranked one way or the other. You're looking to the side. And uh, it, that's kind of the extreme of like what not to do. And we've seen a lot of kids with substantial um, migraine pain, symptoms associated with neck problems, even like the vagus nerve impacting like GI function and just constant nausea, dizziness, things like that. And so these kids will be fine for a period of time. They'll be able to tolerate that sort of, um, yeah, that, that environment of doing homework on their bed or on the couch or something like that. Um, but then their body will, will cross that threshold and they'll sort of like decompensate and, and they'll have these symptoms. And usually it's not just like, oh, there's an occasional headache. It's like they'll get symptoms like all day, every day. Um, and then they come to see us and there's just so much tension running through their neck and their shoulders. Um, and so it's hard for them to connect that to like them being on their bed doing homework that way. Uh, but likely that's a significant factor in uh, understanding why this is happening. The other thing, just again, to continue on this sort of tangent of students, parents need to understand, and it's very, very crucial that you, that when you're seeing your student, uh, your son or your daughter sit that way on the bed or on the couch, that you address that, that you make them aware of that. Um, because typically if, if we have a high school kid or a middle school, definitely elementary age, um, like the parents need to be involved. It needs to be a team effort. Um, and even, even, you know, 20, 30 minutes of this can be detrimental. So we really want to provide a good work environment. Um, and then within these professions, some of them are just sort of, they're going to be challenging like dentists. It's challenging for them to like change 
their work environment because they have to cater to the person they're working on and then like the hygienist or, you know, the other people in the room. Um, so it can be a little tricky, but for a lot of these, there are like engineers, teachers, web developers, there are things that we can modify and make you aware of that can help prevent or limit uh, this, the severity of your headaches or migraines. So let's just jump into a proper workstation and talk about what that looks like. Yeah. So if we're talking about specifically sitting, not a standing desk, um, you do want a very adjustable chair. I think that's an important piece. Some people will have old chairs or, um, you know, something that again is not adjustable at all, but it might be worth going to like a Staples or somewhere that you can actually sit in the chair, know that, um, the height of it should, um, you know, again, fit for your frame and that also the armrests are adjustable. Armrests are important, especially because in a lot of people don't have armrests at all. So I, I think having armrests is important. Um, and we can just kind of go through basics starting from the ground up here um, of like angles of your joints and what you should feel on your body and, and different things like um, keyboard to monitor and that sort of thing. Um, basically, starting from the feet, you do want your feet not ever tucked like deeply behind you. A lot of people will tuck their feet to sit on their toes a little bit. You always want your feet out and even gently, maybe even resting on a footrest, just a couple degrees up can be comfortable. The knee um, has like two to three finger widths between the back of your knee and the chair. So you're not pinching on that joint. Um, and then you do want, again, that adjustable chair to be able to recline a little bit because actually being able to sit back on that backrest is really important. I always tell people there's like three places you should check in to where you should feel when you're sitting. And you don't have to keep this all day long, but it's a good check-in is where are my heels? Like, are my heels actually on the ground? That's good. Um, where are my sit bones or kind of that bony part of our butt that we sit on? Like, can I kind of feel those evenly? And then can I feel my mid back actually resting on the backrest? And if you kind of do those three things and then sit up a little tall, that can sometimes feel like kind of the most even resting position. Um, along the, the, uh, low part of the chair, there should be a little bit of a lumbar support, um, to kind of, again, help with the spine, sit up nice and straight. And you want the monitor. Cause I, we get this question a lot about like monitor height and you really want basically the top of the screen to be at about your eye level and roughly your chin about the middle, middle of the screen. Um, and it should be about an arm length away. So you don't want it super close. You don't want it super far away. Um, so kind of check those things out and then check into your keyboard. Cause a lot of us work on laptops. Like we have a laptop in front of us right now. They're very common. They're very portable. They're great for a lot of reasons, but for all day work, they're not a good option. Um, they should normally, if you, if that's all you've got, just get, um, a, even a Bluetooth keyboard so you can keep your keyboard at your elbow level and the screen higher up. So those are some basics. Yeah, that's a, that's a big one. Getting a separate keyboard or a separate monitor, especially for like the students at home um, that, uh, you know, you're spending a couple hours on the computer all, during the day. It's not like you need a full, you know, setup. At least go buy a, a wireless 
keyboard so that you can prop your laptop up at a proper height for your eyes and then have your keyboard down lower so that your shoulders can be relaxed and your head and neck can be relaxed. And really the key here is, uh, so having, there's a, there's a, we should distinguish between like what we perceive as being restful and what's like actually restful for your body. And a lot of people perceive sitting, let's say on the couch. Uh, I, I have a couch. It doesn't really have like, uh, uh, high back or, you know, neck support and, and the screens like off to my right. So like if I'm sitting on my couch, like watching TV, I'm in like some weird position. And I would tell people like, I relaxed for the evening. Right. Um, but th- that position is actually not very relaxing specifically for my neck, because if my head isn't over my shoulders and my shoulders over the rest of my body, then I'm naturally going to have to engage like my mid back, my neck muscles, shoulder muscles, because they're tethered on, on my neck and it's all trying to hold up this 10 pound head, 10 to 12 pound head. And so I might feel relaxed. I might not feel like I'm using any energy because what's happening behind the scenes is these smaller muscles um, are just engaging just a little bit, not a lot, not, not to a point where like you'd feel sore or like you're using any energy, but just enough to hold your head up. And the problem is that they don't get a chance to relax. And so those muscles are contracted and they're contracted for like hours and hours um, because we never give them the opportunity to stop holding our head up or stop trying to pull our head back when our head's forward or stop trying to pull our shoulders back when our shoulders are forward. And that lack of rest is really the the problem, Mm -hmm. a big part of it. And so this setup that we're describing is allowing the body to um, truly... Uh, relax because it's a neutral and the, and the way our bones, our spine is configured is to allow us to, um, rest without necessarily like active muscle intervention. Um, now there's always going to be sort of an active component to sitting, even in the posture we described. Um, but we don't want that to be to an extent that it's sort of, I'll, I'll say pathologic, or it's going to cause tension or injury or pain. And so if you can sit upright, Um, that is going to be the most sort of relaxed that we can get your neck and your shoulders. And that's what we're trying to get to. But on the opposite end of that, understand that like relaxing on your bed, looking at your phone or uh, on your couch while you're watching a show, sometimes that's not like truly relaxed and, and it's not like a therapeutic thing. Yeah, it might might feel mentally relaxing, which that's debatable too, but um, definitely physically probably not great for your spine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I like to sort of hammer that point um, home because it is it is something that's so very important and people overlook, even when we tell people the very first session, like consider these things and they it won't necessarily hit home until they like have these setbacks and they're like, why is this happening? And then I'll ask them, you know, it happened this morning, you know, what? Um, I had a patient who had a bad headache, uh, one morning and, and then in our conversation, she's like, Oh yeah, I stayed at a friend's house and I slept on the floor. It was like, Oh my gosh, like (laughs) that definitely contributed to your neck. And, uh, again, just something overlooked that, um, that we want to consider. Um, good. Okay. So what else, anything else as far as, uh, desk setup, sitting position? Yeah, I think soft angles is important because sometimes people think, oh, I have to sit up like perfectly tall and there's 90 degrees at my feet and 
knees and hips and elbows. And that's actually um, not the most, again, relaxed position for those joints. We want to add like a little bit of softness. So your knees, again, your ankles aren't directly below their knees. You're slightly in front and you're not sitting up as tall as you possibly can. You can relax back a little bit to relax in those hips. And even elbows don't have to be you know, directly at 90 degrees, you can kind of extend them out just a bit for a little bit more um, opening of the joints. So just remember that. Um, Yeah, I think that's another good add-on. Yeah. In addition to that, I like that you said that because a lot of people will actively try to pull their their shoulders back Mm -hmm. and feel like, oh yeah, that's like, now I'm sitting up straight. This is going to help. But that's actually, so we see a lot of patients with like flat mid back. And I think that contributes a lot to it Mm -hmm. is this this, so you're aware that you should sit up straight, but your shoulders aren't allowing it because you're so tight in your pecs. So you just sort of compensate by pulling your shoulders back. And what happens is the mid back sort of flattens out. And so you're, you're upright. You look like you're sitting with good posture, but it's, it's a very active thing because you're like working against muscle tension. And so we do want this to be a, a truly relaxed. So if you're pulling your shoulders back, that's not what we're talking about. So one way to gauge this is to take your shoulders as far back as you can and then come forward a little bit. And then when they kind of hit that spot where they can relax or take a deep breath, like pull your shoulders up towards your ear and then let them just drop down. That's another good trick to kind of find a neutral position rather than like pulling your, your shoulders back. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you, you know, stretching your pecs out, things like that, uh, just to, to stay on that point. Um, if you're thinking, well, how do I reduce my, my tension through my pecs? Um, listen to other podcasts we have, but it's, it's really incorporating pec stretches to loosen that up rather than just actively pulling back. Um, okay. Let's go through some studies and look at what they've found with, uh, tension type headaches. And then we'll talk about what we see clinically with like migraines and other types of headaches. Yeah. Um, there was a good 2016 article I found called comparative analysis of head tilt and forward head position. So again, that's that sitting head is dropped forward and specifically during laptop use, because again, a laptop will pull you forward. And this was more just for females um, that had posturally induced headache and then compared to healthy controls, people without headaches. Um, And so basically like the results here is the, the headache group definitely showed a larger passive head protraction. That just means their head was even more forward in a resting position um, uh, compared to what we'll call healthy controls. And so, I mean, I think we all know this intuitively, but it's just a good, you know, every, every millimeter there matters as their head comes forward because it's a little bit heavy between 12 and 14 pounds. And this, this, um, research definitely showed like, yeah, if you naturally rest quite a bit more forward with your head, you're much more likely to have a headache. Um, there was another article I found, um, talking about just trigger points specifically in the suboccipital muscles, those muscles along the hairline, the back of your head and forward head position. And this was for tension type headache specifically. Um, and basically the conclusions here were, when you had active trigger points in the suboccipital area with a forward head, this was always associated with a chronic tension type headache. Um, so nothing like rocket science there, but it's just kind of reinforces one, why we work on the neck so much. And two, that this postural stuff, this ergonomic stuff, being aware of what you're doing throughout the day is very important. Um, 
And then I just found this one interesting. They did a whole study just on surgeons because you can imagine surgeons are looking down <laughs> into, uh, you know, into the <laughs> into their patients and for long periods at, um, sometimes. And they definitely found uh, that over a third of um, surgeons reported um, headaches, <laughs> which I just found was very interesting. That's a high. That's a very fairly high percentage. So we know that it's all correlated. And I'm sure everyone's heard like, oh yeah, you should stand up tall and ergonomics matter. But definitely if you're suffering from headaches and migraines, it's something you need to be aware of. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So um, that second study talked through tension type headaches. Mm -hmm. So tension type headache for the listeners is uh, usually bilateral, meaning both sides of your head and it'll kind of wrap up and around and rest in the forehead. Um, Tension type headaches typically are going to be more responsive to like stress and tension, postural type things. And I think that's why they looked at this here. Um, chronic typically means like 15 days or more uh, within a month. And uh, for four hours or more, uh, like each day that you have it. And so it's it's pretty substantial. And the trigger points being active. So what that means, so clinically when people come in, if we push on their neck in these little spots that uh, these muscles are angry, um, if they're like actively angry and we push on it, it refers pain, that'd be an active trigger point. And uh, typically that, uh, so if someone doesn't have a headache, but they have an active trigger point, that usually means they're very close to having a headache. Mm -hmm. Um, Like that muscle, if it gets a little bit more irritated, will send pain into their head. And so that study was just saying that um, the worse, like the more frequent, uh, the more intense the tension type headaches were, the more likely they were to have those active uh, trigger points there. Um, and then latent ones are just sort of under the surface. Like you might feel fine, but they're still um, they're still very, very much there. Uh, they're not as sensitive. Like if you push on them, you feel tender or sensitive, but it's not um, something that's necessarily going to like give you a headache within the next hour or so. Mm-hmm. And uh, so tension type headaches are sort of a, an easier connection as far as like, if we think of all these diagnoses, diagnoses, migraine, tension type headaches, um, cervicogenic headaches, um, we have occipital, trigeminal neuralgia. Um, what we would say, because we see this clinically, is that pretty much any of those diagnoses, if you have any type of head or facial pain, your neck is likely uh, contributing to it. And it could, um, and there's even a good chance that it's like the major player in it as well. And so shoulder tension, neck tension, um, any type of headache or migraine, you need to consider this. This isn't just like a tension type headache thing. And you don't even need to like right now listening to this, if you've never connected your symptoms with like your sitting posture, um, like just trust me, you should. You should always consider your sitting posture and your positioning um, when you have headaches or migraines of any type. Um, Because, and the reason I say that, is because usually when people have a hard time understanding their triggers, they will get frustrated because they're looking for that one thing. But for pretty much everyone we see, it is a multitude of things. There's a couple dozen things and it's all impacting your body's threshold and how much tension is through your neck. And so it's not one thing, it's it's everything. And it's understanding the problem in the first place and then working uh, to improve it. And this is one of the major things. Like if you want to do something to improve your situation, um, do this, take control of this and take it seriously. Um, and it's not as if like, Oh, you just, um, sit up straight and your migraines will go away and you'll be cured. That's not at all what we're saying. We'd love for that to be the case. And I'm sure for some of you, it probably could be the case, but 
um, for the most part, it's it's just going to be a little bit of progress, a, a baby step in the right direction. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, definitely take this seriously, even if you have not connected um, your symptoms to like sitting all day or you don't necessarily like feel worse um, after sitting uh, because it's it's definitely still contributing. Mm-hmm. Um, a couple like little takeaways here. So we have, um, I would say just a regular exercise routine just to get the body moving, mm-hmm. to break up um, sitting, even if you have a great sitting posture, um, break it up with exercise. Uh, and then you had the 60, 10 rule. Yeah. I try to tell this all to all my patients on average, every 60 minutes you're sitting, you should be on your feet for 10. You can break that down to anything lower than 60 minutes. So every 30 minutes could be five minutes. Um, so, but just keep that in the back of your head. Like if it's been a couple hours since you've stood up, it's probably a little too long. I think our spines evolutionarily are only meant to sp- sit for maybe 60 minutes at a time. And then you should relieve some of that pressure, stand up. And if you can get you on your feet for 10, that'd be great. Yeah. And then the final thing is a, um, standing desk. So, uh, standing desks are great and we have them here and we like them a lot. And, uh, it's, I would say if you are like that software engineer or, uh, uh, website developer, it's, I would say get a standing desk um, because if you can stand up and be active, I mean, unlock your knees, engage your core a little bit, have your head up over your shoulders, it's going to be a lot better position for your body and your body will thank you for it. Um, and we don't, we don't have like any specific, um, like chair that we recommend or desk or anything like that. Um, relax the back is a great place to go. We have one in town and we send people there. Uh, but really just any standard like standing desk will be helpful. Um, and it's not like a specific setup, like, you know, there's no like specific brand or chair or whatever. Um, just taking these steps in the right direction will help. Um, so yeah, that's, that's, uh, ergonomics. And, uh, we hope you find that helpful. This is the headache doctor podcast. Uh, it's our mission to educate and empower everyone with headaches and migraines to break free from a life of fear and dependence and thrive in everything you do. Thanks for listening.